This is the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast, session number 182, Bob Burns on Hypnotic Experiences. Welcome to the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast with Jason Lynette, your professional resource for hypnosis training and outstanding business success. Here's your host, Jason Lynette. Welcome back to the program, you, as well as welcome back to the program, Bob Burns. Direct from Scotland, Bob was previously on the program back in August 2016 for session number 74, which we'll link to that first conversation in the show notes over at worksmarthypnosis.com. And having reconnected with Bob, whether it was at the HypnoThoughts live convention this year or just interacting online, I've been meaning to have Bob back on the program to hear some of the updates on his work and just some incredible stories of being in the moment with a client, getting some really fascinating changes. And what's really interesting here is highlighting how he's someone who really makes use of hypnotic phenomenon, but then uses it as a motivation towards the change. So rather than just the hypno stunt, as you'll hear me refer to it instead, bringing that into the change process as a mechanism to let that subconscious mind truly begin to communicate and really get that change in motion. Uh, We also reconnected because coming up in March 2019, there's actually two opportunities uh, for you to be there at a training uh, featuring Bob. We're actually going to do a bit of a double event here. The weekend of Saturday and Sunday, March 23rd and 24th, I'm going to be hosting Bob here in the Washington, D.C. area. And then immediately after that is going to be March 30th and 31st in the Chicago area. Bob will be there as well. So sign up for one or hell, attend to both because they're both going to be outstanding events. Um, I'm definitely there for the D.C. I'm kind of working on freeing up my schedule for Chicago. Just someone who I've been wanting to spend some time with and the greedy aspect of it is let's uh, put together a training. Uh, A couple of other great folks involved with this, David Ruby as well as Karen Hand, um, helping to bring Bob over from Scotland and really get some incredible strategies to use with your clients and Really work with people in a highly interactive, very magical way. All the details on both of these trainings can be found on the same website, bobburnsswanusa.com, which again, we're going to link to that over in the show notes at worksmarthypnosis.com, though it's pretty easy to remember here. So Bob Burns swan as in the bird usa like the country.com and that's going to have all the details for the training that's going to be in the washington dc area as well as chicago over at again bob burns swan usa check out this conversation hear some incredible stories of helping people facilitate some really magical changes and of course join us in march 2019 as we bring bob back over here to the states and with that let's jump directly into this conversation this is session number Number 182, Bob Burns on Hypnotic Experiences. For someone who's been on here before and it's been about two years' time, uh, what is perhaps some sort of new belief system or new way of thinking that you found yourself developing since the last time we, we connected here on the program? That's a great question. And if you told me that beforehand, maybe even five, ten minutes ago, I would have come up with a really clever <laughs> thing, monster in it. <laughs> um, well, I'll tell you what I've, I've got. I've got a thing going right now. We just had a thing called the Gathering here in Scotland. I don't know if you knew about that. Yes. Um, we had it last Saturday, and there was a, a pain, uh, kind of a pain convention. It wasn't really so much a convention. 
uh, I got the idea, and it's and it is my way of thinking, and it is something I feel strongly about, uh, Jason. So uh, we had a gathering, and we got uh, we got a full house. It was a really a great day, and we've already booked to run it again. So it was mainly for people doing a pain day, and we got six people to present. So what happened was, uh, you know, forums have been doing my head in for some time now, and yet that's where I get the chance to talk to people to make things happen. But I've had lots and lots of people, and you know, you're you're already aware of where I am, and anyone listening will know what I'm saying when I say that, you know, we get lots and lots of people who are talking about they do this, they have this protocol, they have this thing, they have this way of taking away people's pain, and it works in one session, and everyone's raving about them, and so on and so forth. So sometime about five months ago, so I kind of came out from just about every... Um, or every every forum out there, and I opened up a thing called Bob on Hypnotherapy. I think I got I think I got a little bit sulky, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, so I just thought I'm just going to do this here. What, and they what do you mean by that? To me here, but I will not. Well, well, and here's well, here's the thing. I uh, I made a half a million pounds offer, half a million pounds in sterling. I think it's something like three hundred million dollars. I'm not sure. Mm. I, don't, I can't do the figures, but it's it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot of money. So I, I I got this guy, not me, but I got this guy to say yes, that would be worthwhile offering half a million of my money to do. So I invited on my thing, Bob Burns uh, Hypnotherapy. If anyone wants to join, you're very welcome. So in my little forum, I offered half a million pounds to anyone who, if they really believe they have this great pain protocol or therapy, come to me. Come to me. Uh, come to me in Montrose in Scotland. We'll film it. I'll pay for the film crew and everything, and we'll put your, your film out there. But I'll choose the people. You won't know anybody you're coming to see, and we'll get uh, maybe a do- It's worthwhile doing. It's worthwhile doing right. We'll get a dozen or two dozen people together. You'll do your thing, and I'll give you the best advert you've ever had in your life. I'll send it out to the world, and I will give you half a million pounds if what you say is true. However, if what you say is not true or wrong, that film will still go out. Hmm. And the funny thing is, Jason, no, nobody phoned, nobody rang, no one sent flowers, uh, no one wrote any letters. Yeah. <laughs> and, and since then, and since then, just like last weekend when I mentioned this, and everybody in the room knew, knew about it, but there were two or three people who never knew. And it goes like this. It, it goes in three areas. They say, oh, I never, I never knew that. And I say, yeah, but you know now. And they go, oh, and nothing happens, yeah? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> that's it. So my, my thing now is, my thing now, I'm big in pain, as we all should be big in pain. Yes. But I'm big in pain honesty, yeah, about who we are, what we do, and uh, not to tell the newbies who are coming here, you know, I'm a miracle worker, and you should be this by the time you've finished your course. So a little bit of honesty and pain therapy, I think, would go a long way, yeah. Well, I think in general, across all markets that we'd possibly work with that, yeah, I, I'm trying to find the other side of that, though, that there's some appropriate level of expectation that we can build some level of, you know, yes, there is an appropriate stacking of the deck. Um, you know, here's a majority of clients in one category that have been successful. And of course, I'm only putting up testimonials from those people. Um, yeah. And we we can look at that expectation as being part of that system. Um but I love the intention of let's bring the the transparency into the process of here's mm. what it can help for, here's what we can work together on. And it's where this almost chasing down of the magic technique is where I see a lot of people getting frustrated as opposed to, you know, I could imagine there's people that you work with that the SWAN protocol doesn't play into it at times, does it? 
No, absolutely, yeah. There's yeah. People I don't touch for that, and yeah, absolutely. I mean, how, I was doing you, this stuff long before this, I yeah, found the protocol. Yeah. Right. How do you go about making that decision as to when you when you pull <coughs> when you pull out the bird and when you leave it in its cage, as it were? <laughs> well, I, I I don't anymore. So what happens with with anyone when they come and see me? Um, Hi, come in. How are you? Where are you from? That's great. What's the problem again? We spoke on the phone. Ah, okay, that's right. Did you bring your manual with with you? They look at me as if I'm an idiot. Uh, so, so, so you never brought a manual, so you don't know how you work? Damn it, that's a pity. So I don't know how you work either. But tell me a little bit about it. I let them talk for 20 seconds, no longer than that. And if I'm mentoring some people, Jason, they get a shock at this point when I turn around and say, well, here's the good news. You don't have a problem. That is, you don't have a conscious problem. That tells me you have a subconscious problem, which tells me it's all inside you, but it's totally outside your control. Well, that would be about right. And they always say, uh, yes, that's right. Um, because that's 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 the fact. That's why they come to see hypnotherapists. Mm -hmm. So then I say, okay, let's have a bit of fun. If you don't have a conscious problem, that means you have a subconscious conscious problem. It's all inside you. It's totally outside your control. I might as well stop talking to you. So excuse my really really bad manners. Let me go talk to your subconscious. Are you right-handed or left-handed? And whatever they say, of course, I pick up their left hand. Uh, and then I just say, I'm going to now talk to your subconscious. We'll see what happens. Don't worry about it. I don't expect anything to happen. Um, I'm, I'm quite pessimistic in the therapy room. But I'm a positive pessimist. Let's do this and see what happens. One or three things will happen. Either your hand will move, which would be wonderful, or it won't move, but you'll feel something trying to move, which would be interesting, or nothing will move at all, and that's okay because I just get some feedback. I want to know a little bit about how you work because remember you told me you've never brought your manual. At this point in time, they're looking at me as if I'm crazy. <laughs> they have no idea no idea what's going to happen in the next 15 seconds, and that's when the magic happens. So I'll, go, I'll, I'll always go with the bird now, uh, always. Mm -hmm. that's, that's the deal, yeah? Yeah. And we'll yeah. see what happens. Well, I think it really highlights that, you know, we're often told that they need to come in, we need to do the thorough intake, take all the details, take the entire history. And I think, I mean, I flashed to a moment, I had this young girl who had uh, a fear involving things on television, and that session could not begin until I crawled under my desk, unplugged my computer screens, and threw the iPad I use for note-taking in the other room. Um, because she had been doing this whole systematic desensitization somewhere else, which was making things worse in her case. And uh, until I was able to utter the phrase and really demonstrate, we do things differently here. Um, it was probably yeah. going to have the same response that everything else she had done at that point was having. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, so my, my first visit gets rid of, by the way, I have no problems with people who do the big out, outtake. I spent 20, 25 years of my life doing that. That's the way I was trained and, you know, in clinical psychology and stuff. Like that. So I, I get that. But at this point in time, I'm not interested in uh, whether, uh, I don't want to fix them. I, I do a consultation. My consultation is to find out whether I can work with them or not. <clears throat> As you know, Jason, I'm totally scripted in everything I do. Uh, that's, that's the way I am. I don't, I don't read a script, but I am totally scripted, and there's a huge difference there. So when they come to see me, the, the line is, well, hey, let, let's, let's pop along for the consultation. I charge this amount of money. I put it in a box, and if I, can't, if I, got, I don't feel like I can work with you, I can't hypnotize you, I give you the money back. Is that okay? Great. Mm -hmm. So pop along for the consultation. So when they pop along for the consultation, I will find out if I can work with them within 30 seconds. So that uh, saves a lot of time, yeah. That's, that's, that's the way to do it, I think. Yeah. And what, what is it you're looking for specifically in that 30 seconds, would you say? 
Well, I'm looking for contact. It's my line. I'm looking for contact because we already know they're okay. The guy comes to see me. Well, I had, I had the bigger. It's a, it was a big day for me today. I'm quite tired. I saw seven clients. I normally see between four and five in a day. So seven clients today. I'm a little bit tired, but it's always the same thing. They've been sent. They've been to the doctor. The doctor seen sent them to the psychologist, you know, who maybe pulled in cognitive behavioural therapists. In some case, we've got uh, a psychiatry is, is there. But all these people, in my experience, are talking to them at a conscious level, and they're telling them what the challenge is and how they need to be positive and so on. And it's all good. It's all really great stuff. But none of them have a conscious problem. They all have a subconscious problem. So everyone's talking to the client. The client's fine. The client knows exactly what it is. They agree with them 100%. You know, they're looking at this cognitive behavioral therapist, psychologist, and thinking, Jesus, they know their stuff. That's what the other five people said. This must be true. But no matter how positive I am, nothing seems to happen. What's going on there? Then I tell them to sit back. I tell them I've got bad manners. I'm not going to talk to you. They're looking as <laughs> if I'm an idiot. And the hand turns. So that's the difference. It's a little difference that makes a big difference for me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love this, the opening frame of I've got bad manners, which again, it just gives you permission <laughs> <Yeah>. to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, if you, if you, if you smile, Jason, uh, I discovered uh, from William Clement Stone back in the late 60s and 70s, if you smile, you can do most things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But you have to smile and nod your head. <laughs> you get yeah. away with it, yeah. So, so humor, humor can can bridge things for us, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Is there a story that kind of sticks out of someone you've worked with in in recent months of um, you know kind of that immediate response of getting that thirty second feedback, and then immediately there you are into the work. Well, yeah, in fact, both things. There's the ones where I get the response, and the ones where I get no response, but the magic happens. So that's the that's the the whole. How, how this stuff works. I mean, on Saturday at the gathering there, I got a lovely girl called uh, Julie. Hopefully some of these people might hear this. She came out, I sit her down, I tell everybody, it doesn't want to call the time, we'll have a go here. And if I fail, that's great. You'll get to see me fail. That would be wonderful. It shows you that I'm not that clever, but maybe <laughs> somebody will work with this lovely lady later and get a result. So I talk to her. We do the thing, the, hand, the finger switches, the hand moves a little bit. And I say, wouldn't it be great if you can move the finger and you can move the hand? Wouldn't it be great if you could say hello, Bob, to me? Wouldn't it be fantastic if you could just speak to me? The woman's looking at me, bless her, quite rightly so, if I'm an idiot. And she starts <laughs> to shake her head slowly. She's just shaking her head and looking at me as if I'm... And it's one, I haven't seen the film yet, but it'll come out exactly like that, I promise you. She's shaking her head and looking at me, shaking her head. She does nothing. And then suddenly she says, hello. And of course, the room, the room kind of erupts. We go from the from the next stage to uh, hello again because I've asked her the question. As you know, Jason, do you think you did that just to please me? Was it social compliance? They'll either say maybe or I don't think so. Okay, we'll try not to this next time. I get a hello the second time, and on the third time, I tell them, "Well, don't open your mouth this time. Fight me. Up to now, I've been telling you just to let me walk. So do not whatever happens. Is that okay?" And she's pretty determined to me do it again. Of course, I get a big how loud hello. If, I'm in, if I if I can do that and I and I can't fix them, for me that would take a special skill. And luckily, Jason, I don't have that skill. So <laughs> you know, <laughs> we're in there. So it's all about the contacts for me. If I'm contacting the part that said to me, "Yes, you're contacting me," I'm the part real or imagined. Remember, I'm the part real or imagined. And you're talking to me, so let's know. Okay, well, that's, it's great to wave a finger. It's great to move a hand. It's great to hear, say hello. But that's kind of just having fun, isn't it? Can you fix them? Can I put the spider in their hand now? 
Can I pull out the cotton wool that they're afraid of? Can they stand up and do that talk tomorrow night and feel great? So then we, we, we put it to the test. The finest thing, of course, is to put it to the test. That's that's a big thing. Yeah. What I love about that is finding a moment. Let's let's just very simply define that as a moment of hypnotic phenomenon, that something magical is happening that they weren't expecting, but then immediately harnessing that, leveraging that, and putting it into use towards the motivation of the actual change rather than just just hypno stunt where some people would leave some things mm. instead utilizing as the entry point into the change. Yeah. 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 It's uh, we've got to do that. We've got to move. And, uh, and all the people I talk to anytime I, I ask the question, do you, you know, do you, do you check your work? Because I'm a, I'm a psychoanalyst. That was my background. I, I checked nothing. I had a goatee beard and a pinstripe suit and a polka dot tie. I looked a million dollars, man, but I checked nothing. And I looked really, really clever. I had all the lines and check nothing. Now, I stick them to the chair, I stick them to the table, I I give them 12 fingers, they can't remember where they lived, and I, <laughs> and I do it, hopefully, in a, in a comedic area, because if I can stick the hand, I can stick them to the goal. If I can get them to forget the name, I can get them to forget the problem. Although all of that, at times, will not be true. I need to do other stuff as well. But I've, I've got that, you know, I've, I've, got, I've got a few arrows in the, in the quiver, <laughs> you know, we're, we're ready for that as well. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So then, what what's sort of the developments? Because I know there's some new elements I've been hearing of. I haven't yet been able to go into the content, which is part of where the uh, the greedy admission is uh, part of helping to host these events coming up in March 2019. Is I want to be there and uh, be a student for this. Uh, but I've heard the swan yeah. has begun to speak in recent years. Well, yes. Well, it's it's it, actually when the when the swan first came out. Uh, Jason, if anybody has a swan and they look at it, they'll see they'll see people's mouths moving, but in silence. And that's been going back now eight years or so, yeah. And mm -hmm. when I when I saw the guy who uh, who produced it, I says, what, "What did you do with the with the speaking parts?" And he pulled out a sheet of paper and he stuck it under my face and says, "This is the brief you gave me." And I looked at it and I says, "Yeah, he's he's right," uh, because when they all started speaking, I was shocked. He was shocked. He was behind camera turning pure white when all these parts started talking to me. So he decided to cut all of them out when he when he developed this one DVD. So it was always there. Mm. But I decided, well, why don't I take a year or two and then develop this part itself and find out things to do and things not to do, things to make it better, things not to do because that makes it worse, and, and see if I can develop it there. So we now have this thing that's out now, don't we? It's... Uh, you know, I, I don't sell much stuff. I only have a Swan DVD and a Swan download called the Swan Speaks that I sell through my uh, my, uh, my 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 forums. My my uh, I think I think I think you buy through Vimeo or something. And that's mm -hmm. mainly what I took out some months ago, about six months ago. But I've got people all speaking, and the part speaking to me. And what I discovered was that very often, and that's what I discovered over the years that sometimes. The, you know, Jason comes in because he's got a problem. And when I'm talking to Jason, by asking a simple question, if I get the part that talk, talks to me, I can sometimes say, what about you? I know you're here and you help Jason, you do this, but what about you? Do you need help in any way? And uh, there's complete surprise. And, the, and then that part, again, real or margin says, well, yes. And I said, well, maybe I could help you. So <laughs> I've now got a situation where Jason's come along, he's given me a hundred bucks, He's sitting there with his, his eyes closed, and this part is talking through him, asking how I can can do some work with the part. 
But if I can do some work with the park, the park will normally do some work with Jason. That's simply been my findings. And I invite people to to try that, to come back to me and give me their reports. Rather than me tell them that's a fact, you know, I, I ask them to work with that. So the Swan Speaks is a, is a big thing for me now, and that's what we'll be doing when I, I see you guys out there in, uh, in Virginia and Chicago in March. It's yeah. going to be fun. I, that phrasing of was that you, um, are, are there moments where, and I mean, we can apply this to any style of uh, hypnotic work where the client is speaking in the process of, you know, where they'd almost be doubtful of the process after the work, where they'd be almost inquisitive or, uh, let's say, skeptical of it? The answer is yes, but hardly ever now. Yeah. Something happens, something magical happens in a moment where uh, you'd think if somebody's hand turns, they would start screaming, but they don't. There's like an inner knowledge that happens along with it. It's it's quite bizarre. And one of the strangest ones I got was a guy called, uh, uh, let's call him let's call him David, yeah? And he came along to see me. He's uh, 53 years old, and he wants to uh, he wants to run a marathon. That's about 26 miles, isn't it? And uh, and he gets he has sore thighs after about 13, 14 miles. So I don't know anything about marathons i just say well that's half of 26 why don't you run half marathons and i, I thought he was going to punch me but <laughs> crazy yeah so so move on move on five minutes and i've now got his hand turning and him talking to me and then move on another 10 minutes and we've got a completely different thing happening now we've got a part within him claiming to be uh, german and uh, move on another 10 minutes and he tells me that he doesn't speak any German in any way, shape, or form, and move on to the end of the session. And now we've got a highly emotional guy who claims to have, to be this part, but in a past life. Something that I don't practice. I don't practice. I, I used to do that for a bit of fun. I'm not. I'm not really a past life regressionist, although I've done hundreds of these cases. But real or imagined, here comes that term again, Jason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Real or imagined, this guy who's come to see me at eight o'clock on a Monday night driven 150 miles, he's speaking to me in German, and he's telling me he doesn't speak German, but he was a, a German doctor in the 1940s who committed suicide. So I have to pay attention to that, yeah? I know there's lots of uh, arguments there of why that could be other than, you know, what I'm saying. I, I, I get that, but I have to pay attention to that. So where it moves into completely different areas. I will come back to the question, who the hell are we, you know? I mean, what is it, 28 billion years ago, we, there was a big bang. Uh, we've been around for millions of years, sure we have, but the, the, the type of being we are now, that took place about 600,000 years ago. And if we squash all that time down to one year, you know, the homo sapiens that we are now, we arrived two seconds before New Year's Eve, you know. We, we, are new, we, we don't know who the hell we are on the planet. So we've got lots of uh, highly intelligent people who are cognitive thinkers saying this is what we are. On the other side of the coin, we've got, you know, we've, we've got woo-woo, yeah, but I think there's room in between there to say, well, well, maybe there's this, and 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 maybe there's a, maybe there's that, and maybe it's true, yeah. So I like this little part of my life now that I can get involved in, and I can talk openly about it that I I wouldn't dream of doing when I was working, let's say, in Harley Street, uh, with my little letters after my name. I couldn't talk openly like this, but now in my 68th year. I don't have to worry too much about it. I can, I can just say, you know, these are my findings. I forget who it was. There was someone that there was an old story around. Uh, I forget. Oh, I 
racking my brain on the name, but it was the whole thing of like, oh yeah, he used to get up and speak at conventions about the fact that there was no past lives. And then in his later years, he was, and the joke was, yeah, he's just widening his options. Uh, <laughs> 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 no, it's where I see, I'd look yeah. at it all and go, you know, prove either direction. And it's where, um, for those that have been around me personally, I live in this place of what I've coined as apathetic agnosticism of going, eh, eh, which it <laughs> could be a little bit of every direction, but it's where, you know, to, to be the chameleon with the client or to be so open to some other different way of thinking about something. And it's from that interaction that suddenly we, we find, again, I love that you keep coming back to the phrase real or imagined, that it's from their perceptions, it's from their connection as to where the process really takes shape. Which what I wanted to ask you, which um, having now trained a lot of people in the way that you work, it's always interesting to see when a specific process uh, flourishes even further because now other people are taking it into their hands. Other people are taking it into their office with their clients. Have there been any mm. developments now that other people have been now using these techniques for years? Well, yeah. I mean, it goes on. I've got lots. Of, I've never actually uh, developed Swan Trainers, although I have Rob de Groof in, uh, in Belgium. It's a thing I've never done, and I'm thinking of doing maybe for next year. I don't know if I, you know what, it's just, I don't know if I can be bothered. I, I, I don't. <laughs> no, it's the truth. I'm not sure. If I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not sure if I want to, but uh, I think I'm going to be forced to because a few really good people have asked me to, and I'm, I might do something there. But so there's, I mean, the, the Swan is a part of a, a 16-step process that I do that's called the Master Consultation. Really, the Swan's just a part of that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if I if I if I dump the Swan tomorrow. I'd be fine, and everybody else would be just fine. Of course they would, yeah? It's, it's just a pebble I found on a beach. That's all that it is. It's quite a nice pebble, but, you know, there's lots of wonderful therapists is, is good, and if not far better than I, who've never heard of this one. And that's the way it should be, of course, yeah? So, yes, it will It will move into other things. It has moved into other things. And um, and even right now, as we speak, we're moving in other stuff um, with, uh, with, the, with this one. And uh, hopefully we're going to be turning out some other stuff, maybe by March with a little bit of luck, just areas that we want to go along with it. We're pulling things into it. So, for example, I got a guy called Lance Baker from Sydney, Australia, who says to me, um, any chance of doing a thing on spiritual healing? And I laugh and I say, well, I don't think I can take spiritual healing into hypnosis. It, it would get laughed at. And he says, but you've been doing this since the 70s. I was, a, I was an accredited healer long before I did hypnosis. And I said, yeah. He said, well, should we run up the flagpole and see what happens? And I said, yeah, we, we, we can do that and see how it goes. And he contacts me that same evening and says, you know, we've got 20 people. We'd like, you know, they've, they've purchased tickets. They want to learn about this. Link to hypnotherapy and also link to hypnotherapy. I, I teach people how to see auras. We can have some good fun with that. It's, it's something I've done since I was all my life. I thought everybody could. And then around about the age of 12 and that, I realized there were some people not seeing stuff that I saw. I make no claims about it, by the way. I don't, I don't know what the hell I'm looking at. I can't read them. Uh, I, I even seriously considered pretending I could read them. That would have been good fun, but it wouldn't <laughs> have been true. Uh, I spent a lot of time teaching lucid dreaming. Lucid dreaming in the swan for me absolutely go hand in glove in many, many ways of, of everything I do. So, um, in fact, the lucid dreaming is a, is a big thing I'm hoping to do in 2019. I'm, I just come back from the Holy Isle in the west coast of Scotland three, four weeks ago. 
working with a whole team of Buddhists over there, and it was just great, great fun. You know, we live we live uh, a third of our life, we sleep. What a waste of time that would be. So people who are lucid in dream state can be far more lucid in the waking state. And I'll be I'll be doing a bit of that when I come over to uh, to Virginia and Chicago as well, Jason. We'll, we'll throw that into the mix. It's something I feel strong about, yeah? Yeah, so that place where the work has continued to develop, any, any discoveries that other people have made uh, using your process you can think of? Well, what I've got is I've got claims that other people have told me about using my process, and all I've got is their claims of the stuff that they say they've discovered. So, for example, I use this one with somebody who comes to me with bad eyesight, yeah? Mm-hmm. So I have a bit of fun with them, and lo and behold, this 78-year-old woman uh, doesn't quite throw her glasses away, but she sees clearly without her glasses. In fact, not not only does she go through the chart, you know, when the... the it gets smaller and smaller and smaller. But she gets to the ninth line and she she points out a typo, an error that I made. And I'm quite excited about this because, remember, Jason, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I thought we could <laughs> have a bit of fun and ask this one, can you do this? Can you do that? Can you do that? Can you do this? Can you do this? And can you do this with bells on? So I get some great results. So I tell some of my swan students, my swan colleagues about this, they go off. But since then, I've got a lad from Belgium who's come and said he was using the swan for a woman uh, just recently. And um, not only did, no, no, my, my client, to let you understand, it lasted for 10 hours. Yeah. Hmm. So the 78 year old woman could see perfectly for 10 hours. But with my hand in my heart, I'd have to say the way I did is I relaxed the hell out of her. <laughs> with this one. And as we get as we get older, our eyes get more tired. And I think I think we just put a whole boost of strength into our eyes. I don't know anything else about it. I don't, I'm not an expert in that. I don't know anything about it. I think that's what happened. But my guy tells me that he's somebody. He's had somebody throwing away their glasses. They see perfectly. Well, I want to applaud him, but I haven't seen that. Mm-hmm. I haven't witnessed that. And until that happens, you know what? I don't really believe that. So. <laughs> I need to go there. I need I'm, to touch something to see that. I'm see. flashing to the most extremely random reference I can come up with right now, which is an old uh, mm. Canadian sketch comedy group. Kids in the Hall had a uh, line one time on one of their albums, which was that, eh, is the old man just kind of rambling about something going, hey, get a clock radio. That's the kind of life you're going to lead. Uh, <laughs> and just something about that phrase of, you know, whether it's the... You know, the the dependency, I could look skeptically and say, depending on the, uh, you know, the dependency upon the glasses before I had lasers shot in my eyeballs of moments of, you know, well, I felt I needed them all the time when really, no, I was just nearsighted um, and didn't quite need them all the time. And, you know, sometimes the thing heals and she doesn't need the walker anymore. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah. So what I love about this dialogue, though, is, again, is that continuation of taking something when, when you refer to that entire system of how you work with people uh what are some of those ele- other elements that would come into that so i'm trying to think if you're if you're guiding me in a certain area that you want me to talk about um <laughs> um so the 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 one i mean here's the, here's the challenge that i have jason mm-hmm. i Rather than me tell people what I think, I just report stuff. I mean, I'm a full-time therapist, yeah? 
So a lot of people forget that I get up every Monday, I go to work. And although I'm trying to get down to a three-day week, I'm being highly unsuccessful with doing it. I wanted to go on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, but I'm mainly a full-time therapist. I do a bit of training and I do a lot of mentoring, private mentoring that people come here. But I'm a full-time therapist, so I just report what happens. So if I was to say this to you, for example, that mm, 25 years ago, I walked into a room in a place called Rainy in the Highlands of Scotland. I saw a person go into trance, a part came through and spoke to us, and it pulled me right back to even my earlier stuff in the 60s and early 70s in spiritualism. And now we're looking at what Americans would call channeling, yeah? And I see that happening. Again, here comes the term, real or imagined. But um, the part that came through didn't claim to be a, a male or a female from a past life, but claimed to be an energy. How about that? From somewhere like 15,000 light years away, who was neither male or female, but lived in the edge of this planet and was an energy 30 of your earth miles <laughs> yeah, up in the air. And, and I'm sitting there thinking, well, what a waste of a Saturday morning for me. Yeah, for me, Bob Burns. It's not fair for me. I'm advanced on this. This is ridiculous. But what if I was to tell you that, you know, 25 years later, I get lots of that stuff. I get lots of highly intelligent people that come and see me, don't believe anything. They've never been in trance before. They've never sworn before. They go to state. I get direct voice that comes through them. And mm. they talk of um, they talk of uh, being a, a friend from a past life, uh, a mother or a father from a past life, anything from a past life, or a friend that's traveled with them through many, many lives. And, and tons and tons and tons of, here we go, energies, just mm -hmm. energies. Mm -hmm. So I have to listen to that. I have to listen to these people who are highly intelligent, travel lots of miles, give me money, sit there. They have no, they have no dog in this fight. On the contrary, it's all theirs. I just sit there. It's the good news is, the great news is, because of my sworn thing, within five minutes, this thing turns, waves at them, and I ask them the question, do you think I'm, do you think I'm using wires? Do you think I'm maybe cheating to do something here? And they laugh at me as if I'm an idiot. No. Well, are you doing it? Have you traveled 150 miles to pay me money to, to pretend by waving your No. So, they're not. so if I'm not doing it and you're not doing it, we've, we've got two areas. It's either maybe some form of reality or... Or you are truly, absolutely crazy. Absolutely <laughs> I can do this for you for a hundred bucks. Yeah. So, and that's what happens. So we, we end up we end up building a bond. Humor gets involved in the room, but we still come back to what we have. This thing that's claiming to be, and and lots of the things they claim to be are, are crazy things that they claim to be. I mean, in the in the Swan Speaks, for example, we've got this lovely girl called Wendy, who's put on. Uh, uh, I think I believe it's three stone or something. I was forty two pounds. And the part that comes through claims to be a, 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 a woman who died of um, starvation in Nazi Germany circa 1944. Her husband died two years later. He was shot by either the Americans or the British. So I say to the, the, the part, and I say, okay, well, look, would you, can, would, can we move on now? If we could, is it time for you to move on? And she says, no. You know, I'm not moved on. I'm, I'm, I'm inside her. I'm, I'm having a, a great time eating all this stuff. And I said, well, you know, I can have you. Remember, we're, we're filming live. I have to come up with something right now. This is not one of these little script things I can roll with. So I said, well, you know, I can, I can, I can have you removed. And she just looks at me and goes, <laughs> as if I'm an idiot. Yeah. So, so what do we do? What, what, what do I do? We do like they do in the movies, Jason. I summon the husband from a white light. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She goes into the white light. Mm -hmm. She looks over her shoulder, thanks, and leaves with him. 
And he thanks me as well. And the good news is the woman loses the three stone. No, I would love to take that to its ultimate level and say, how clever am I? You see the stuff that I know, but I don't really know anything, do I? I'm playing this game, gamey thing with the, with the help of this thing that I call the swan <laughs> to get me there. But at the end of the day, the woman lo- loses the weight. And of course, in all fairness, that's maybe confirmation that all of that is true. Which it's not, of course. It's, it's confirmation that she believed it to be true, maybe. And it's really helped her that this part that's eating all the <laughs> eating all the pies is gone. So I'm very much aware of that. But at the point of yeah, at the point of when I'm in the therapy room, I um I've paid my ticket for the movie, so I have to believe in the reality of the mu- of the movie. Yeah, I've paid my five bucks, so I go with whatever I'm being presented with, and I totally believe the woman from Nazi Germany. I believe she's real. I believe the guy's real, at least. Till the end of the session <laughs> that's that's the deal yeah <laughs> i love that and this is where it becomes uh there just happens to be an audience and now it's just you and i here because it's where I've, I've been using for years the mindset of yeah i'm sitting there watching the movie along with the client and um <clears throat> part of part of the audience may get a little offended it's like bob just said to the client maybe they're crazy and that's going to give a negative suggestion and it's it's done in a, which i <laughs> I, I let me I the places where we can use the modifier word respectfully and get away with a lot of things of I respectfully yeah. do that quite frequently where um I so often here's the psychologist referral and well you know the doctor told me it was just in my head well yeah of course it's in your head otherwise you wouldn't be thinking about it and <laughs> have you heard of this before no it's weird but here's what we can do about it but is that place to bring yeah. that that humor into the process that just getting that laughter in there and whatever reality is there is i love that phrasing of i don't have to believe it but i need to believe it at least while we're together um that you know everything is some style of an asset that we can now put to use and now use as part of the process well yeah and my back of this wonderful thing uh, rapport and, and you and i know each other jason so we both know that both of us have got a good sense of humor and a great part of rapport. So back to that question. That, yeah, I know. Yeah, During your workshop, you kept said, making fun but, of me. But, but, go on. <laughs> yeah, I did, but I meant it gently and not I in know. a bad way. I think, I think that's really important. But you know what I'm saying? So somebody says, yeah. that's what the doctor said. Yeah, that is what the doctor said, but how did he say it? Yeah. So when, when people come to me to be mentored, for example, they see people arriving at me in my therapy room for the first time, and people will be listening to this right now. And I know that I know that some people are going to listen to this and think, I'm a complete raving idiot. And guess what? I'm okay. I'm in my 68th year. Leave me alone. I'm doing fine. But here's the deal. When I'm mentoring somebody, uh, they get a shock. When I go one, two, wide awake, that person opens their eyes, and they hear me saying, and here we are, all the way back, fully clothed once again. <laughs> and they laugh and I laugh and it's never caused me a problem is there an argument to say one day one day yes of course it is but hey ho yeah mm-hmm. this is this is kind of my style so I find that with the, the with rapport man I can I can I can me we we who have rapport can move mountains far better than someone with mere skills Jonathan Chase said something in his book once didn't he uh, look into my eyes. It was it was the best line in the book, and it was, "I can give you the skill, but you have to bring the talent. I can't give you the talent." Mm. So that talent I'm talking about is this wonderful uh, talent, which is called rapport, that you can say just about anything to a client, and it, it moves mountains. I truly I truly believe that. Yeah. 
Well, it's where tonality and intention, you know, I, I've had to, uh, I've had to clarify things that have been in a manual that I give my students when they come to my classes of, you really say that to people? It's like, well, yeah, on paper, when you read, you're not going to be made to bark like a dog or cluck like a chicken, unless that's what it takes. Uh, <laughs> it's like taken it out of context. <laughs> That that is a little alarming, but it's all in the delivery of the moment of and and by getting that laugh in that experience, I just you know most of the pre talk becomes then courtesy that I'm giving it, or really I can focus that pre talk time not on dispelling myths and misconceptions, but instead of setting that positive expectation of where we're going to go. Totally, and you you chose the words tonality and intention, and I would add on to them the skills of how to hesitate, how to modulate, how mm. to emphasize. And I could say that to certain people, and they look at me, you know, blankly, as though it's, like, you know, what is he saying? <laughs> yeah, and they really would not know what I'm even saying. And I've seen lots of people doing the presentation with no idea of tonality or intention or hesitation, modulation or emphasization, and it's just bland. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, just really bland. So these are skills that need to be uh, absolutely developed. So how how do you feel they're trained in the process? Are they trained by giving specific examples, or just by uh, by uh, let's call it the osmosis of being in the room of, with people who are able to handle that delivery? Osmosis is big, isn't it? Osmosis is big. I mean, that's how I, I would have learnt my stuff. I suppose I I was a copier, uh, and I don't mind uh, saying that. So mm-hmm. my my uh, the people I I learnt from one of my first teachers was uh, William Clement Stone. My I mean, you know. How lucky was I to have this ridiculous billionaire who who made his, his millions by selling newspapers, walking down the street, little words that he would give me, upstairs, downstairs, every port of call. What does that mean? Upstairs, downstairs, every port of call. It means you never leave the street till you've seen anybody, everybody in the street. It's beautiful. He would tell me, do it now. So somebody said, what does that mean, do it now? It means everything. That's what it means, do it now. When he said to me, you only need to do three things to be successful in life, see the people, see the people, and see the people, to me that's huge. To other people, it doesn't mean too much. And when I was there, back to this thing, how my, you know, he and all my other heroes, how they would how they would do that, how they would hesitate, how they would nod their head slowly, how they would reach forward and touch somebody in the cuff as they said, I don't think so, do you? All these small, teensy, weensy things that I would copy from them until before I knew it, whew, guess what? It's me. That's mm-hmm. absolutely me. But all of it was done on the shoulders of giants. And hopefully I didn't do what a lot of people do. I didn't smash these shoulders of giants. I stood on them nicely, gently, and I hold my, my giants up for the world and say, these are the guys I, 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 was, I uh, they taught me. You know, And nearly all of me is, is, is based on these guys. It's all copied. Bob Burns has completely copied people over the years. <laughs> and that's a fact. I think we call that modeling excellence. Modeling excellence. Let me write that down. Yeah. You can can copy that one. Uh, Before we wrap up, I wanted to chat a little bit because I know it's a, it's a similar background that you and I both have, but um, the, the concept of mentalism for hypnotists. Yeah. And I'm curious to see how that, how that fits into, if that fits into a change process for you or if that's its own separate category for you. Um, well, I would roll with both of these things. So, for example, if you if you walk with me, you'll see somebody coming in who doesn't believe I can help him. My last client today at five o'clock, uh, Derek has has got uh, he's he's in 
he needs to believe that I can help him. He needs to believe that I know things. So what I do is I say, let's have a bit of fun. Have you ever seen a magician work where they say to you, yeah, here's a deck of cards, take a card out of the deck, and they guess what the card is. And he looks at me blankly and he says, well, yeah. And I said, well, I do it a different way. I just want you, I don't even have a pack of cards. I want you to think of a card. Can you think of a card for me? And he says, yeah. And uh, I, we, 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 we play around for a wee while. And I say, what is the card? And, and he said, well, I thought you would get it. I said, well, I have it, but it's actually in your pocket. And he looks at me strangely. And he tells me this card is a jack of clubs and I ask him to go into his pocket and he pulls out of there. That's a big moment. That's a huge, huge moment in his mind, yeah? And if I ask him to think of a coin, any coin he wants, and this is a 50 pence piece, and I spew it out of my mouth and give it to him, I'm all glowing with my saliva on it. That's a huge moment <laughs> for some people to, to, to be there right now. And if I can say to him, yeah, I can do that. I, I, yeah, I, I can do that. It's a huge moment for me to take out a pendulum and show him that this thing is going crazy all over the place and then explain the, the, the works of the pendulum, where it came from, by that wonderful uh, uh, French chemist who showed us that if psycho the mind can tell sumo the body that it's, it's ill, psycho the mind can also tell sumo the body that it's better or that it goes round and round and back and forth simply by a thought. So mental, mentalism for me is a huge thing. And the, the the hypnosis room, yeah, huge thing. Some people take mentalism with magic. For me, it doesn't work. It, it cheapens it. Mentalism with hypnosis, very very powerful thing. Very powerful. Yeah, awesome, awesome. Bob, looking forward to uh, March next year. Well, I'm going to show a couple of guys there. I promise you, when I when I come there to Virginia and Chicago, I'm going to show him a couple. Of, uh, mentalist things they can use in the therapy room with one person or whether they're doing a big demonstration that nobody has seen before because it's my stuff and they'll be able to use it for the rest of their lives and uh, yeah they'll they'll like it they'll like it and they'll use it all right well thanks for coming back on now where can people find you online to learn more about you uh, well, my uh, I am I am Bob Bonds of Life in Hypnotherapy. That's my uh, that's my thing. Uh, or they can join my uh, my forum, which is Bob Bonds Hypnotherapy. I did it for a bit of fun, like I said a couple of months ago. And by the end of the week, it had uh, about eighteen hundred members. I have no idea where they came from. <laughs> I have no idea at all. But like but like every other forum, you know, we've got nearly two thousand people, but about seven people talking. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so we, we we can brag we can brag about the two thousand as much as we want. No, it's a good bunch. It's a good bunch in Bob Bunch in the therapy. If anyone wants to join, we'll we'll we'll, we'll get you in there. Um, and uh, that's me in a, in a kind of a scattered nutshell. Lifeline Hypnotherapy is my uh, my website. Bob Bunch Hypnotherapy is the main forum that that I uh, I frequent. Yeah. Excellent. We'll put links to those over in the show notes over at WorkSmartHypnosis.com, plus, of course, the links to uh, BobBurnsSwanUSA.com for all the details of the upcoming training. Uh, Bob, I'll see you soon. Okay, Jason. Bye, America. Take care. Jason Lynette here once again, and as always, thank you so much for interacting with this program. Thank you so much for leaving your reviews online and sharing it on your social media streams. And once again, check out BobBurnsSwanUSA.com. That's where you can find all the details for this live, hands-on, interactive training that's going to be happening both in Washington, D.C., as well as Chicago, Illinois. Uh, they're both going to be priced the exact same to make it easier on you to find the one that's the best fit for your schedule. All the details, once again, over at BobBurnsSwanUSA.com. 
See you there. Thanks for listening to the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast at worksmarthypnosis.com. 